This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on Old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sin. And oftentimes I tell you, or folks ask me, so what do you mean by that? Well, we're cutting away some of the error, the erroneous things that happened in our lives, in our churches, in our from our pulpits. We, we're hewing down the line, exposing those things. And one of the things we're doing now on this series of studies on the home we're shining a light, as it were, on what's taking place in many of our homes, of our children being neglected. And uh, I've often told you that uh, when, when my kids were going to school, my baby daughter played basketball, and my wife and I carried her most, most every time. But once in a while, we would be a, a, a game away from home, off game, they call it, and I'd carry three or two or three girls with us, uh, along with my girl. And when we come back, 11 o'clock at night, wouldn't be nobody there at the gym to pick those girls up. And several times I've had to drive 8, 10, 20, 12 miles, take those three girls home. And where in the world was her, their daddy and mother? How, how would anybody drop off three girls at the gym at 4 o'clock in the evening and not be there to pick them up? Now, my friend, that's, I think it's reprehensible. I think it's terrible. I think it's outrageous that you would let your girl teenage girl, and uh, not be responsible for, for getting them back home. And that was several years ago, and my, my, if that's happening today, no wonder there's so much uh, 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 mugging and raping and robbing and all of those things. But I, I, see, I see so many homes where the father has uh, shirked his responsibility and run off and left his family and left those kids to their mother. My friend, it would be better off if that man had never been born. God will have to create a special place in hell for such an irresponsible, duty-shirking, demon-controlled man. Now, that doesn't mean that the wife is not to speak with the voice of authority to the children, but when it comes to the final word, the husband is the head and has the final voice of authority in that according to God's word. Yes, he has, brother. I, I'm, I'm trying to get out right where we live. Are you understanding what I'm trying to do? Are you getting offended? Maybe, maybe, listen, I'm talking to you about God giving a test in your home. You have no right to let your business or your, your, your fun, as you call it, regardless of what it is, no matter whether you're a preacher or a businessman or executive, whether you're a farmer or whatever you are, you have no right to surrender your prerogative as the head of your home. Listen to go out and raise cattle and hogs and sheep and goat, but let everything else go? My, my friend, that home is your responsibility. And why in the name of high heaven did you ever marry and have a family if you're not willing to assume that responsibility? Shame on you, brother. Shame on you, my friend. Listen, one of the greatest needs in the home today that I see is for our dads, our fathers, our husbands that will recognize their responsibility and rule their homes with a voice of authority. Take charge, my friend. Start when they're little. Start when they're children. Look, you wait till you wait till your son gets fourteen years old, Dad, and you've never laid the correction rod on his behind, and you start to head in in to tell him what to do, and he'll tell you where to go. I'm telling you, he'll tell you. You'll have to call the sheriff. Now I know I've seen there. I've been there, my friend. I've been right there. I know exactly what's going on. But listen, listen. Uh, let me let me just tell you something. If you never take your rightful place in the home, and you'll never see your family brought to Christ. 
Dad, dad, young dad, young father, please listen to the old trailblazer. As I often tell folks, I've been down that road before. I've been around the block a few times. I've been there, my friend. I brought up, I brought three children into this world. And my friend, it was my responsibility. And I didn't, I made mistakes. I sure did. And, and, and they'll tell you that. But they respect me and they respect their mother. I had never had one of them sass me back because we started when they was little. And just like they're doing with their great grandbabies now, they're starting them when they're little. If you don't make your wife mine, that's a funny statement, ain't it? But listen, if you don't make your wife mine, somebody else will have to. Did you ever see a wife getting mad and run off to father and mother and would take their, they'd take up for her and console her and talk about the husband? Let me tell you something, friend. Don't do that. Don't allow your, your, your daughter to come back home and badmouth her husband. No, no. That's, listen, my friend. And uh, that happens oftentimes. I told my kids when they got married, I tore up their nest, give them their bed and tell them to take it with them in their new home or new house, new apartment, wherever they went to. But listen, just, just send them back if they come squalling to you. We're getting down now to where we live, aren't we? Right into the rock bottom of our where our folks live. One of the greatest needs in our home today is fathers and mothers to recognize, to be aware. That's what that means. To be aware of your responsibility. Maybe this is the first time you ever heard that word, that you have a responsibility. When you bring that little one home from the hospital, oh, what a darling, what a sweet little thing, what a, what a beautiful child. And you, you bring it up there, and then you let it start to have its way when it gets two or three or four years old and wants to, wants to tell you how to head in. My friend, if you let it go, if you let it go, listen, listen, listen. If you don't recognize your parental authority, you'll have to be, they'll have to be taught under legal authority in some courtroom. Now, I've been there, too. I've been there, too, my friend, courtroom. I have. I've been there. I'll see what happened. You can, you can call me a foggy-eyed old fool or old-fashioned if you want to, but we've lost our homes today on that one point. That's the storm center of the battleground in our homes today. And I'll say this. If children never learn obedience to their home, to their parents, they'll never get saved. And, and God is holding you responsible and te- for teaching them obedience. Now, I'll tell you something else. I've mentioned it in a study or two past. I believe with all my heart. I'm not just, this is not pulpit talk. I believe with all my heart. And I know it won't ever happen. But I believe that every boy or girl who comes to uh, get out of high school or if he quits high school, put him in the Army, Navy, somewhere for a couple of years, teach him. They'll learn respect. They'll, when that boot camp sergeant gets a hold of that old boy, gets him by the lap of the neck, he'll say, yes, sir, sergeant. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I tell you, I've seen it. I went in the Navy when I was 19 years old, 18 years old, and I already knew how to respect my folks. And I had no problem obeying. I had no problem saying, yes, sir. But I saw some old boys in there that had kind of, kind of been nurtured around a little bit and they had to learn that old that old sergeant old boot camp sergeant well we had a chief petty officer in the navy that's what i went 14 weeks of boot camp now they only have about three or four weeks but i had 14 weeks that he, he was a nice guy nice guy i remember him just well if it was yesterday he was he looked like clark gable he was a great great guy but he was he was all official he, he everything was regulation and you said yes sir to him 
if you didn't, you got up over there somewhere because he'd kick you in the behind. That's right. And nobody said anything about it. Now, I'll tell you something else, my friend. If you don't teach them to obey you and to love you, they'll teach you that. They'll teach them that in the courts of our land. I'll tell you something else. If you uphold your children in their wrongdoing and cover up for them, and if, they, if you see no wrong that they do, they'll come to hate you. They will. And soon be obeying them. Your home will become a living hell. You'll be wagging around your grandkids while they run around. And I tell you that, that's the thing that I can't hardly stand. I can't hardly stand it, my friend, for your kids to have kids and you take care of them kids while they off at the casino somewhere, dancing and gambling and drinking. And you got them three or four little snotty-nosed kids at your house. You make an excuse for them to have a big time. My friend, don't do that. Don't do I, I love my grandkids and great-grandkids, and we keep them sometimes. But we don't do it for anybody to go party. Oh, I told this lady the other day, I said, if, if their mamas and daddies are sick, sure, keep them, take care of them. But not to go to casino. No. Casino? My goodness. I can cite you cases where grandmothers are wagging around their grandkids while their daughters are running around playing the harlot because they've never brought them under the voice of authority and made them mine in the home. Now, I know what it leads to, my friend. Now, let's look at another thought. And that is that the Lord God of heaven has placed man in the home, not only as a head and a voice of authority, but as the priest of the home. You get that? As the priest of the home. There in First Peter 3, we read, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, speaking of the wives, according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. I'm going to read that again. I want you to sit up there and listen, fella. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, according to the to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of God, that your prayers be not hindered. Now in uh, Ephesians 6, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Now I often tell folks here, I give them a verse of scripture, and I say you need to type that up on your computer over there, and put that on your refrigerator. Put that on your icebox, we used to call it. Go over there and type it up, and get some scotch tape, and stick that on your refrigerator so that every time you open that door, that'll be right in front of you. Bring up your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We see that the husband and the father is a priest of the home. The priest has to do with worship. Therefore, it is the responsibility of the husband to lead the family in worship. If you're not, why did you ever get married? I'll be frank with you. No individual has a right under the sun to raise a family. Lead that family to hell by your ungodly Christian life. Now, my friend, you know, I, I don't give too much advice unless people ask me, but I'm responsible. I'm responsible for your, your spiritual life under this ministry. You sit and listen to this ministry then I'm, I'm obligated to be true to you. And I'm telling you, if you have young children, pre-teenagers especially, begin early to teach them. Sit down at night and read the Bible with them or read a good, read a good uh, devotional with them in the morning, 
at the breakfast table if you have breakfast together with them. I know some of our men have to get up and leave early. I did. But my friend, there's a time that you and Mama, both one of y'all or both of you, could sit down and read the scriptures with those children. And then I told my folks the other day, we have folks here locally in our area who skip Sunday school on Sunday morning. We have Sunday school for young kids here in our chapel. God saved teachers, godly teachers, and they just love those children, take them in to teach them. And then folks will stay home on Sunday morning like a fat hog laying up in the bed. I told them, I said, shame on you. Shame on you. Your little old children love to come here to go to Sunday school and hear the word of God taught, and you're too lazy to get up and bring them. We might as well tell it like it is, folks. It's just too lazy. It's just too lazy, my friend. That's exactly right. It's just too lazy. And we might as well uh, tell it like where the rubber meets the road. So uh, this is the old trailblazer. I know I'm getting off my subject a little bit, but I get aggravated sometimes when I see folks abandoning their children. I see them when they, when they leave them, let them skip church and skip Sunday school. Don't do that, my friend. They're your, they're, 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 you're responsible for them. And I'm going to keep hammering on it till you get right. But the old trailblazer, remember my mailing address? Write me or call me and uh, let me know if you're here listening, if you agree with me or if you don't agree with me. My mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye.